Hello, I'm Vada. I'm Carlo. And you're listening to VCR. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ooh. Ooh, today, today, Carlo, we dive into that realm of the spooky and the scary and the twangy because we're looking Ooh. at Texas ghost stories. So there's a little boogie, twang. Boogie, 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 boogie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Little, put, put a little more twang in that boogie woogie. You know, <laughs> boogie, boogie, boogie boogie, y'all. Y'all got y'all boogie spooky. We got the spookish <laughs> going on. But yes, yeah, so we're looking at Texas ghost stories today and uh, just some fun little Texas ghost story legends that that should just brighten up this moment. And here's something interesting, Carlos. So I was looking into some some history, just like about the season that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this, uh, but did you know that even oh, during this time of year, that ghost stories were popular tale, not just around what we deem as the Halloween season, but all the way through up until New Year. So the Christmas season and everything. And then dawned on me, oh, yeah. ghost, yeah, that, that is very true. Like, if you really, really think about it, a Christmas tarot, carol is just a massive ghost story. I was like, yeah. huh. It was originally, uh, uh, Christmas carol was originally uh, told as a ghost story. It's supposed to be scary. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, good, like the evil rich man will be kind because, you know, the ghosts. It's like, well, yes, that's the moral of it, that if you're not a good person, the ghosts will fucking get you. Um, but it is supposed to be a, a ghost story. If you're not a good person, ghosts will get you. Absolutely. So, I mean, it, it's kind of interesting that, and it, you know, because I think we're so segregated in our, our timeline thinking. It's like, oh, ghost stories are for Halloween. Then you have the whole uh, Thanksgiving holiday, and that's for family. And then you have Christmas. Yeah. Well, it's for capitalism. Is, well, there you go. It's for capitalist families. Yeah. <laughs> and turkey Get your pumpkin spice lattes. You know? <laughs> Get your, well, no, actually, that's more Black Friday. I'm going to go with that's more Black Friday. Oh, that's probably, which, that, with, that, which, which exists because of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's a prelude to Black Yeah, Friday. exactly. <laughs> you ate too much now. Now you got to go get into a wrestling match. <laughs> you got to work up those calories. On Black Friday and wrestle yep. some poor bastard getting this television that's only $20 no. off. No. Like, like, Everyone, wow. people, like, people would, would make up stuff about protesters going, oh, they're looters. They're not looters. Black Friday people, those are looters. Those are insane, dude. Like, you look at those, some of those Black Friday fights and you compare them to fights. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh my God. It's like, that is some yeah. serious, like, prize fighting oh, shit there. Oh, yeah. Engineered I, a, a choice. They decided to do that because every one of those stores will have, like, here is a 90 foot uh, big screen, comes included with a popcorn maker and a new car for $39.37. And I'm like, what? And yeah, every store will have them. Every store will have like one or two. Like mm-hmm. you're so everyone, and you're gonna have everyone line up the night before, and then okay, rush it and grab whatever you can, motherfuckers. Of course, people die. Of course, yeah. they, people are gonna but, kill each other. But you know, die. you know what's weird, and maybe it's just do that shit on purpose. Yeah, maybe this is just southern hospitality. We really don't have that issue here. That's more of a northern like i've never heard of any like in texas you died during black friday but i hear that shit a lot coming out of like new york and the east coast <laughs> i was like well, i'm sure I've heard, I, I, don't think I've, I don't think i've personally i don't personally recall anyone dying here but no. i've definitely heard I've, I've heard of like broken limbs like three people were injured today. someone was trampled 
it's texas if you didn't yeah well in texas i think that's that's called a fun day (laughs) yeah we don't report that like oh no i i I went to go buy uh, a pair of nice shoes yeah i did get a black eye and like tweaked my shoulder but you know that's not anyone's business of mine i broke my arm while while getting this tv here but it was all in good fun you know yeah that's the kind of shit we say and then the, dumb, the er is optional. Right next the er is totally optional afterwards yeah that's <laughs> fine but let's get back to the topic at hand which is going to be uh our ghost stories not so much yeah. our texas shopping sprees and how much fun i those think are. i found there's there's a te- there's a little there tends to be a little texas twang to a lot of the um i like spooky things famously but I do fall on the side of what I don't consider a skeptic. I just consider an adult, because I don't like that the the two sides are like believers and skeptics, because that implies skeptics are wrong. Right. Um. Sorry, there's zero evidence to suggest skeptics are wrong. All the evidence suggests that they're right, and believers would rather rather make up uh, evidence to suggest that it's real. So it's not fair to say like believers skeptics. So I'm gonna say people who be- who want to believe and those who don't believe in things without proof. Yeah. So I do fall myself on that end of it, but I love going ghost hunting. I've done it a couple of times. I love spooky stories. Um, I've done. That I like spooky. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, I enjoy them, but I find there's a lot of wonderful. Um, a theming isn't quite the word, but like there's a big, there's a big uh, aff- uh, effect of the zeitgeist in ghost stories. You can break them down and look at them like, where do these stories come from? And the idea of like, oh, it's the, the woman that was murdered and drowned in the lake that there was never a lake here. There was never a lake here. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Like, we, we can go through history, but what we can do is see, well, who does she attack? Oh, affluent teenagers that are making out at this old makeout yeah. place. Oh, okay. So somebody's some generation would go here to make out. Then they didn't want their kids go there and told them it was haunted. That's where those things come from. A lot of these, uh, just the general practice of telling ghost stories when it's too cold outside. Children want to go out and play in the snow, you know, where there are wolves. And I'm, I'm going back a ways here, obviously, but when it was far more dangerous to go outside, uh, when it's cold and rainy and frosty, especially in a place like Texas, where you're going to step on a snake that's going to bite you. You're going to, you're going to die from very mundane things being irresponsible, running out into the icy, snowy cold at night. Yeah. So here's a great story about ultimately staying in the fucking house. <laughs> don't go there. There are ghosts. Don't, don't do that. That's basically yeah. what it is. And in Texas, that there's a lot of, the, there's a lot of really wonderful ghost stories down here. And Absolutely. I think, but me and you being a bit of world travelers here, when we were in Scotland, did you do the city of the dead tour while we were there? I was too hungover. Because oh, I was doing a pub crawl. And <laughs> in Scotland, a pub crawl is a lot of crawling. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. But it's also an everyday thing. So, <laughs> But yeah, I, I did the City of the Dead tour when I was out in Scotland. Then when I was down in uh, New Orleans, I uh, did the uh, their haunted tour as well. Because oh, I've done that is famous for you know their graves and you know all the voodoo uh, legends and stories that come out of there. Um, <laughs> But I think one of, the, one of the fun things, the best one I've ever done, down in Galveston, and if y'all are down in mm, Galveston, treat yes. yourselves to this, the Texas Ghost Tour, 
Galveston's history when it comes to like this ghost and just horrible things that happen absolutely fascinating i mean just absolutely fascinating oh, yeah. but you know here in, in texas as a whole a lot of ghost stories and yeah. one of them used to be right by where we used to go to university carlo do you remember that yeah uh, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it was so and i i think and this is where you kind of have to look at real ghost stories and is this a marketing campaign or what's really up with that type of thing yeah. um so should we, should, we should we discuss that one a little let's go into that one a little bit yeah, let's, let's jump into that so the the place that one don't haunted... we, yeah don't 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 reveal the ending to this story until the end of it that's the important part yes well i mean uh, what do you mean, like the name of the place or the no, 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 story uh, itself? No, no, just we're, we're not we're not going to go into the ending. Okay, yeah. You know, it is there used to be the spaghetti warehouse. Yes, the ghost of spaghetti warehouse. Uh, spaghetti warehouse is a chain uh, bulk spaghetti store. They make giant pasta spaghetti. They put generic spice uh, sauce on it, and then uh, they had this great deal where at lunch you could choose for which pasta style you want, and you could have all you want. You just put a little coin out. I want more. They bring more. Um, but it was this beautiful really building. Sourdough bread, too, with it. But yeah, a little sourdough breadsticks okay. that went with it. Uh, and it was gorgeous inside. It had this, mm -hmm. like, hand-carved wooden handrail. Because it was downtown, so it's built up. Mm -hmm. Instead of going uh, down, it's three stories. I believe it's the kitchen and the um, it was in the, the basement or something. And then there was the main dining room. And then there was a, tr a, a, second di a secondary dining, uh, dining room. Yeah, and that one these huge, the, beautiful stairs. That was the lunch crowd. If you're doing the lunch specials, it went up to the third floor. But the yeah. thing that also, just to give them a little bit of history, the thing that made that building so unique, unlike other spaghetti warehouses, because they don't all look mm -hmm. the same. Uh, no. That that was a much, much older building here in Houston, like one of the first buildings uh, in Houston, it used to be across from what was known as the Sunset Coffee Factory, which was on the other side of the bayou. Yeah. Uh, so the the gorgeous hand railing that Carlo is talking about, that was all original, like 1800s yeah. hand carved type of shit. Beautiful, uh, opulent, like uh, crown molding and around the doors, mm -hmm. huge, heavy wrought iron like doors and all like it was all real. It wasn't just like, oh, we'll buy this looking thing and yeah, stick up the glass same glass. windows. Absolutely um, gorgeous. But um, you had for, for a dumb for a dumb fake Italian food place. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was it was a great atmosphere yeah. and the food was decent. But the thing is, they always laid claim that the spaghetti warehouse was haunted, haunted by this spooky lady who died there. Carlo, do you even remember how the hell this lady dies there? Um, well, two of the stories I heard. Because I knew two people that worked there. We, did, we both did. She fell down um, the stairs, right? <laughs> yeah, she fell down the stairs. <laughs> Those beautifully she, handcrafted She stairs. fell down the stairs. So that sometimes you would see her at the top of the stairs or the bottom of the stairs. Um, one, she uh, f jumped or fell out of the window at one point. Like, like I, was, I don't know. But it was like two different stories. Um, and so sometimes you would see her by the, as a result, you would see her on the, at the window or you would see her outside the window. So it was just like, where are you going to see her? But the main thing was, but here's how you like, but she always is because every once in a while you hear like uh, in the back, it'll sound like glass breaking. Mm -hmm. You'll hear like a, something shattering in the back or like when you're like leaving, um, if you're like near the bathrooms, that'll be the sound of her like destroying the mirror. Like, but the mirror will be fixed when you get in there. Mm -hmm. 
that was like one of the things like and but you would hear it every once in a while because i heard this like kind of sound one time while i was eating and the guy i was eating with who worked there didn't look up i was like did someone drop something because again i'm going with the assumption of you know most likely someone dropped glasses it's a busy restaurant at lunch during a lunch rush someone dropped something and he didn't react like oh no that's not real and then he just goes back to eating his pasta what the what do you mean it's not real i heard something what is the, are you saying it was I was it was a ghost like oh no 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 here go to the men's room and in the men's room there was a piece of like plastic uh I'm giving away this is the real ghost there's a piece of like a broken piece of like plastic shielding like um the stuff they use at a at a salad bar for the sneeze guard there's mm-hmm. a strip of that half broken and it was uh bolted to the door the purpose of this was long lost. No one remembers why it was originally bolted there, but it broke and they didn't bother replacing it or changing it. So on the inside of the door, so that basically so the door wouldn't like go the uh, go out back, uh, wouldn't like swing both ways. It would stop at the door, at the frame of the door. That piece of plastic held it there. But sometimes if someone pulled the door, it would go past it and then bounce back. So you would hear as it went back into, sp- back into place. So it would sound a little like glass breaking. He showed it to me. He's like, "Yeah, here, there. That's it. That's the go- that's the sound the ghost makes. This is where the sound comes from. We all, all of us who work here are fully aware of it. But every time, once in a while, someone asks, I heard there's a ghost, and they would tell their own personal story that they made up about yeah. seeing the ghost. And I, 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 can to- I totally fucking see For that. For the love of God, tip us. Yeah, like just help us out, please. I hear yeah. that because the thing is that isn't just like a Houston story. That is also like there's a spaghetti warehouse out in Dallas. And like if you go to Dallas, they will also tell you, oh, it's haunted because this woman uh, committed suicide. You know, like every now and then you hear the toilets flushing because she committed suicide in the bathroom. I'm like, please stop and go away. But yes, I'm, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. Give me my drink. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna take care of you. Don't worry. You don't no need to do way. that. I'll give yeah. you an extra dollar for the effort. But <laughs> I got you. I got you, man. But no, okay. So in while you were talking, I looked up a little bit of the the legend of what's going on in the Spedigator Warehouse, specifically the one in downtown Houston. We don't yeah. care about Dallas, but then again, if you're from Texas, no one cares about Dallas. Uh, <laughs> And if you get uh, mad and you live in Dallas, how often do you tell people you live in Fort Worth? Right. That's you know, what I thought. seriously. That's what I thought. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. So, anyway, uh, going to our Spaghetti Warehouse haunting. I'm going to share with you. So, apparently, we're both kind of wrong in what we thought was the legend. But this makes sense as to why it always had the pharmacy sign by the bar. Because I always wondered about that. I thought it was just like cheapy. Mm. crap on the wall but no it actually is a little thing so according to this article called in visit houston um it is one built around the turn of the 20th century the downtown houston building that now houses spaghetti warehouse which is completely inaccurate because spaghetti warehouse isn't there anymore it's it's a bar now uh, that, that's the ending I was talking about where uh, it's a really cool bar they have like they have a like foosball in the basement and then like cool cocktails up uh, top uh, if you're up for a good frozen coffee cocktail very like New Orleans granita style it's a good place to go yeah I don't remember what it's called don't ask me <laughs> right uh, well, 
Look I can't up. remember exactly. I see it all yeah. the time, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. But anyway, Spaghetti Warehouse, which isn't there anymore, has since been named one of the most haunted places in the nation by City Search and Real Simple Magazine. And they must be simple to believe that. And it's easily the most haunted establishment in the city. It's said to have once housed uh, fur pellets, and which I can oh, see that. Uh, for Pell, sorry, for Pell, <laughs> and at one point served as a warehouse for pharmaceutical for a pharmaceutical place, yeah. which is kind of true because they do have the pharmaceutical uh, sign. Old timey pharmaceutical picture stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So then what happens is the ghost story begins with a young pharmacist accidentally fell into an open elevator shaft and fell several feet to his death. His wife, traumatized by the grief of the sudden death died about a year later it is said that these grief-stricken lost souls especially the pharmacist's wife haunt the vast restaurant rearranging furniture leaving dishes and silverware in disarray and tapping guests on the shoulder or pulling their hair it depends on what kind of mood she's in <laughs> Or if you were rude to your waiter and they walk by, they just grab a chunk and pull. Oh, it was a ghost. It's not because you're an asshole. <laughs> Diners have also spotted floating objects. That's probably just them throwing the food back at the kitchen. <laughs> it was like, so I was like, okay, so that's kind of where that comes from. If you're ever in Houston, you want to take a look at it. It is a bar now, and it's not exactly what it used to be. Um, it was uh, during some major flooding. It was the building was devastated. Totally devastated. Yeah, it was almost deemed uh, almost unsalvageable. They're like, we might lose this incredibly old building. Yeah, and that's that place was. Uh, I mean, that was Hurricane Harvey. Totally did the last wreckage on it because it's on the bayou. It's flooded many times before, but during Harvey, that was really bad. But should you ever be in our fair city of Houston, Texas, uh, you can find. Uh, this building at 901 Commerce Street in Houston, Texas. Just come on by, get yourself a drink, ask them if they're seeing any uh, fascinating little hauntings. And so I'm, I'm going to hit that bar and I'm going to ask like, so has the Spaghetti Warehouse ghosts made an appearance? Because I would love it if they did. I would love it. They're like, oh, we're a cool party bar with yeah. foosball. We got like uh, lawn darts and shit or whatever, the, whatever they do. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, also there's a ghost from the Spaghetti Warehouse restaurant that used to be here. Uh, or they're I- like, no. Nah. No ghosts. The ghost right, nothing. Just like we don't know what you're talking about. But just a few blocks away from that, down on Main Street, you have what is known as well, it used to be known as the Rice Hotel. And uh it was it's historically an important hotel because sadly uh John F. Kennedy stayed there before he made it on over to Dallas, and we all know how King Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> Man. it was dallas again this is you want to know why no one likes dallas down here but that's part of it but um that president kennedy stayed there before his assassination in dallas and so there are all these legends of haunts that happen in the rice hotel which is now known as the rice loft because you can stay there and you know rent a place type of thing uh but it's a very nice loft complex i know we've been there a few times uh, type of situation uh, but 
hosting six presidents because it's held other places. The Rice Hotel is where John F. Kennedy spent his last night before being assassinated in November 1963. It is said that cold spots, rattling doors, and beds, or like light. Huh, right? <laughs> <Sounds like Kennedy. laughs> Not like just the night at the Kennedy compound. Orbs <laughs> of light and presence of presence are felt in JFK's room. Ghost dancers appeared in the ballroom before it was renovated. In that's the- always one of my favorite ghosts. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a ghost dancers. standard. Just the ballroom dancers. So if there's any bar, any place that has a ballroom, um, if you ever go to a haunted hotel and they have a ballroom and you ask them about the ghosts, they will show you the ballroom. They'll tell you about the 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 invisible dancing guest, and then they'll also mention that it's available for parties. Yeah, like <laughs> the same breath. But it's one of my favorite things, just the idea of that would be amazing, like in the middle of the night in a spooky uh, hotel, you're going down to the bar again for the fifth or sixth time. As you walk by, there's just beautiful, opulent dance going on. It's all these ghosts. Like, I would love that. That'd be amazing. And like, hey, wait, are y'all going to take me to hell or can I dance too? Are there drinks? What kind of party is this? Right. Are y'all cool? Oh, my God. (laughs) Like Your daughter's quinceanera would be great here. (laughs) That'd be fantastic, by the way. So, so they're with the ghost having a ghost martini like we also host quinceaneras and birthdays right <laughs> i cannot wait for another 40 years from now when someone's like sees the ancient history of the ballroom and sometimes you will go in there and you will hear music and you'll go and they'll be playing classics like saturday night fever and ghosts in mm. impossibly old polyester outfits will be dancing <laughs> Exactly. I want the day that ghosts aren't always like Victorian or Edwardian at best. No, I want no. to be so long ago when they start going like, oh yeah, they're coming out. It's the, it's the, alive. I want to see that ghost story. It's the disco age of ghosts. Is what yes. Is. Yeah. That is old enough. That is ancient history at this point. There should it, be ghosts really rocking that really fucking is. outfit. Exactly. Like butterfly collars and bell bottoms here. <laughs> but going on with it. So the ghosts were apparently very, very accommodating to themselves because when the building was re-renovated to become the Rice Lofts, which is what it is now, uh, the ghost moved up to the rooftop instead of stayed in the ballroom, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because the ballroom is still there for some yeah. I was like, okay, well, was it just a temporary move or what's up? Oh, uh, this just no, that's just the residents or just people that are there just smoking weed on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. So like we heard something down there. Oh, you might have heard smelled something too. It must be ghosts. I'm gonna get some Cheetos, excuse me. Right. <laughs> I got the munchies right now. And, and just now, if you want to come by and visit that place, that is not far at all. Um, that is 909 Texas Avenue here in Houston, Texas. And then if you want, now this one, I'm not sure if this is still here or if they moved it because it was supposed to be here for a little bit and they're supposed to send it away. And then that made me really mad that they're considering doing that. But Carlo, the ever famous mm. Battleship Texas. Yeah down by San Jacinto. Uh, now that's a bit more of a drive if you're visiting, uh, head out towards Pasadena, exit San Jacinto, uh, San Jacinto City, and then go into basically the San Jacinto Monument because it's Battle of San Jacinto. And I do have some Ghost Hunter friends who have been here. And again, I don't believe in any of their, their proof because it's all reliant on mm-hmm. kind of on this like, it's true because I say it is stuff like they um, 
they did uh what is it emf readers and spirit box stuff mm-hmm. you know do you, you know the emf reader like picks up sort of like waves of some sort but that are supposedly ghosts although it's just like those waves are ghosts how do we know those waves are ghosts because those waves mean ghosts mm-hmm. like that circular logic thing and spirit boxes which picks up random radio uh data and, and just kind of leaves it there for something to nudge the radio data to make words mm-hmm. and again how do you know ghosts can do that well can ghosts ghosts can move things you have no proof that ghosts can move things that's not an established fact well, we've decided that's a fact. So they can also move radio waves, which not, was not a physical object, so that it plays random bits of radio data. So it sounds, so it says sounds like, meh, 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 meh. So what yeah. it sounds like. But every once in a while, it'll catch like a part of a word in a radio frequency that it can pick up. So it'd be like, at Dairy Queen, you'll hear, Satan loves you. Uh, people go like, that's really that. That's really that. It said, it's, oh, it, said, it said, I love you. It said, I love you. I heard it say that. Um, that's a spirit box, but they, my, uh, some friends of mine that are, that do this, uh, pretty regularly, this is their main, one of their main hobbies did go to Battleship Texas and said, absolutely worth it. We had a bunch of that shit. A lot of those little things that again, to me as a non-believer see as things that get you excited. They make yeah. you feel like you found something. None of this can be held as actual evidence, but that's exciting for you. And of course, then, then one of them said they saw something too, which again, I don't hold as Mm-hmm. now that i've said your shit doesn't excite me here's another story you have which i feel would have been what you started with i saw a fucking ghost right that would be my story i saw a fucking ghost and, but... and speaking <laughs> of seeing ghosts so let's look at the battleship texas which is a famous battleship um yeah. like i said tested many times this is yes, exactly this is the one they tested and they were into it yeah so if you're thinking of going go to this one right and so What's happening here is this is a famous battleship, a little history behind it. It served in both world wars. It was in World War One and in World War Two. It was considered the juggernaut and of its time when it first came out. So it was a very historic ship. It has suffered damage from war and people have died on it because of, you know, it was hit by a torpedo a couple of times. So this thing does have obviously a death toll to it. It is a warship. Uh, But the legend, some of the legend here is the Battleship Texas, this popular site for paranormal activity claims, inexplicable murmurs and noises, vapors or basically ghosts appearing in photographs and feelings of apparitions passing by a friendly red-headed sailor who died while on duty is said to occasionally appear on the second deck based on personal experiences by visitors so that's something if you're interested in that you know you could go see if you see the red-headed sailor and they don't specify as to what war this man died in um but you know if you're interested it's if it's still there as of when we recorded this uh take a look have fun with it because they were going to move it somewhere else it's at 3523 battleground road out towards laporte texas so enjoy that if you get a chance to to head out there um but there are a lot of interesting places that have haunted spots and not just in texas I mean, in Houston, but in Texas in general. Carlo, do you remember this legend? And this is, it's supposed to be a simple legend. I've actually had a little bit of uh, experience with this one. 
Um, there is a railroad track out by San Antonio. Do you know this one, Carlos? Um, I think we you've talked about it. To, you've discussed it with me before, but it was uh, we've talked about it in personal things. Like we should, yeah, in person. It wasn't. It was. This yeah. wasn't a. So what it is is there's the this typical school bus gets stuck on the railroad track train comes mm. through because apparently there's not enough time to hear this massive thing coming at you right get everyone off the back exit thing so everyone died all the children died in the bus everyone died in the bus um and so that was a thing now according to legend because they died there on the track what's supposed to happen is if you <clears throat> are driving your car and your call and your car stalls on the track it the children will come as ghosts and will push your car off the track yeah and this has always been the legend now the thing is i actually did this me and my sisters and my brother-in-laws at the time went over to san antonio to make this little trek to do this for funsies and it, it was very interesting i will say that so we got to the location we found the spot we parked the car on top of the railroad track we got all out of it it was in part uh no joke actually came off the track and it's not at a slope that's the weird thing it's not at a slope it seems level so it's not like you're going up a bump and then so like gravity would kick in and move your car like either back or forth type of thing it's right. literally just flat leveled ground you park it onto the track and then it just rolls right off. And I was like, that is utterly fascinating. Uh, one of the things that you're supposed to do is they say, if you take like baby powder and put it on your vehicle, that yeah. you'll see the handprints of the little kids. Now we didn't do that. It was interesting doing it. Do I believe that it was little kids pushing the car off? No. I, I totally believe that, you know, it was, there has to be some type of gravitational pull or some type of slight uh, dislevelment that allows it to move the way it does. Right. But it's really interesting. And we did it like, I shit you not, three or four times. It moved off the track every time we did it. It was the fifth time. Kids have been like, fuck, I'm loving that. I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, fat man, will you give us a break here? <laughs> We're kids. Uh, child labor laws you know bastard so did you, did you ever look in to see like is there history like there really was a bus because sometimes there isn't even a bus you know what the truth is on that particular legend i did not look into it because yeah. there are so many damn i mean honestly throughout all of texas but on that specific line uh, yeah. there are there are bus crashes there are 18 wheeler crashes yeah. always something involving a train right but it's just not something I really looked into when I went to go do it. I should have looked sure. into it now. Well, I mean, you're not but, you're not there to debunk or anything. You're just there to experience. Yeah, well, I was just there to experience. It was fun. And we're just here to tell you about it. So if you're interested, yep. go look into it. Go do it. Park your car. It worked for me. And I'm telling me. We are not telling anyone to park on train tracks. Yeah. We are saying. No. <laughs> what, okay, here, okay, here's the thing. So they're, they put on the parking brake. Come on, kids. I'm making it hard. Right. Train goes right through you. Right. <laughs> don't. If there is a train, because it is a functional train track, don't fucking park your car there. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till after the train passes. And if there's nothing else coming. 
you know, maybe try it. I'm not saying park your car on the damn track. Uh, because, again, this is a ghost legend. It's supposed to be fun. I'm not saying that this is real or that it isn't real. But what I am saying is don't be stupid and park your car there and be yeah. like, well, if it's real, then they'll push it off before the train hits it. Uh, uh, I ain't fucking They're little kids, man. Your big ass truck's going to in the way. Move. Yeah, like <laughs> fucking move. Uh, so don't do bullshit like that. Definitely try to go over there and have fun if there's no train coming in either direction. Uh, you'll see. I think I'm not exactly sure. I think part of it is like you don't fully park. You put it in neutral. I think I wasn't the one who was driving, so I don't know. And but you can follow the legend online, and it'll give you the instructions as to how to do it. And it's very fascinating. So that's kind of a fun one to do if you're out in the San Antonio area. Um, but yeah, so that's one of the other interesting, fun little um, things that you can do. Also, if you want to come back to houston texas there is the concept that uh, and this tends to be a very very common haunt story with all hospitals i don't know i mean wow. every abandoned hospital you come across is haunted because there's some type of mistreatment there and patients died and yeah no there's a doctor who lingers there because it was his fault and he's a tortured soul now but that does happen here in houston quite a bit (laughs) yeah we we do have the the world's largest medical center (laughs) and um there are a few abandoned hospitals down this way. One of them, which isn't abandoned anymore, it's been converted, but one of them was originally called the uh, Jefferson Davis Hospital. Yeah. And that got shut down quite some time ago. I want to say in the 70s or 80s, it was a county funded hospital and then they stopped funding it. It just was an eyesore type of thing. And then it became a very dilapidated building. And people would say, oh my God, it's haunted. And, you know, so many people had died there. And, you know, they, they had an insane ward and people died in a fire type of shit. So it's right. cute to hear that. The mass rave and all that. Yeah. And I, I've had people who have told me like, oh my God, I, I went and I did it. And there was this light thing following us. I was like, was it a flashlight from the security guard? I mean, what's happening? Or another part, another group doing the same thing. Yeah, like, and that, no, but that was kind of the interesting thing too. They did say that they ran into another group who was there doing the same thing. And I was yeah. like, okay. So that was kind of some weird fun shit. And, but it's no longer an abandoned hospital anymore. It's now an no. apartment complex. And I'm not even sure if they call it the, uh, it's still famously known as the Jefferson Davis Hospital, but it is an apartment complex now, it got converted. It still keeps its original architecture on the outside, but you can visit it for the hauntings. Although I know someone who lives out there and I don't think they've ever mentioned that they've been haunted. Yeah. But, that is another little haunt place that you can check out the Jefferson Davis hospital. Uh, I know some of you historians out there are like, Oh my God, they named it after Jefferson Davis. Yeah. <laughs> and for you uh, listeners who have no idea who Jefferson Davis is, <laughs> let me give you a quick history lesson. Cause I went to Jefferson yeah. Davis high school and you know, oh. it didn't make me a racist for graduating from there. No. But it's um, racist that keep the name the same, but it's not, it's but, not a racist. You know, I, I kind of, I kind of have a difference of opinion on that, but I'm not right. going to go into that's another rant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Show. But just, uh, a lot, some people are just like, well, that's what I'm used to calling it. That's what I want to keep calling it. 
Yeah. And there are those that are like, I want to call it that because I want to make black people uncomfortable. Yes. Well, there's Unfortunately, that that's the team you're on. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, you know, those, those things happen too. But uh, that happens a lot in the South. So. Jefferson Davis, for those of you who don't know who that is, was the president of the of the Confederacy back during the Civil War. So there's a lot. So he was a traitor to the United States of America and should be treated as such. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> You know, you're not the first person to say that. You know, historically, it's still this north-south. But you know, I'm not. I'm not going to get into no, that. We, it was the yeah, United States should, versus people who should have been put down. United I'll say it as a southerner. Versus United States in the case of the United States versus United they were not the United States. They were the uh, they were the Confederacy. Yeah, they well, you're they right, left. You're right. They committed. They, they committed yeah, treason. They were the last their one of them. own little nation. Put them down. Have, yeah, that's very true. Very true. So lynch them. That's right. Well, I said lynch them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it was kind of like this interesting thing. But yeah, anyway, he was the president of the uh, Confederacy when that did happen. So that's the Jefferson Davis Hospital, which is allegedly all kinds of haunted. Yeah. It's an apartment complex now. So you can go live there and get haunted. I don't know. Yeah, um, I, remember, uh, I remember being told by someone um, uh, because, of course, mass graves, they didn't know what to do when they were defunded. So they just, everyone who, uh, all the mentally ill people who were just treated as like insane monsters, basically, um, were just buried in the backyard and you could actually go and on uh, rain slick, rainy Halloween evenings, uh, people would go out there and find bones that had just been like risen from the mud. And actually, again, I have no idea if that's true. I, that just a thing they say. They used to say, now I think it's a part that's where the parking lot goes. Yeah, pretty much. And Carlo, I'm going to share screen with you again, because there is sure. a little write-up and blurb into this Jefferson Davis Hospital one, again, from the same uh, Visit Houston article. And I would like to give credit to someone on that, but it doesn't mention who wrote the article. But um, it, it has a little more interesting um, info on the Jefferson Davis uh, Hospital and and its hauntings and all this interesting stuff but again you know the typical uh doctors and all that stuff were psychopaths and murderers and shit like that mm -hmm. so that's that's a thing and as soon as this piece of shit program will let me share with you <laughs> i will share with you um all right. Part. All right. So, Carlo, here we go. Yeah. Name for the president of the Confederacy. Jefferson Davis Hospital was erected in 1924 atop what was once a Confederate cemetery. So, see, you already have the fact that it's built on top of a cemetery. I didn't yeah. even know um, that, but it was apparently I didn't even know it was a Confederate cemetery. And before that, a burial site for plague victims. Oh, so, you have a double, double cemetery here. Um, Several human bones were uncovered during excavations. Uh, throughout its history, the building served as a hospital and a psychiatric ward, juvenile detention center, and food stamp distribution venue. The hospital sat abandoned for decades and was said to be haunted by angry soldiers, doctors, nurses, and patients. So you have a smorgasbord of angry ghost here and so for yeah. all of you who are interested in like dealing with an angry ghost this sounds like the spot for you although the building was off limits it did not stop paranormal investigators and curious individuals from sneaking in which is very true a lot of people do that and probably still do that yeah um 
the building has since been renovated into an Elder Street Artist Lofts affordable living and this is true um it is kind of a, a loft area i know a couple people who live there um mm. they say spirits finally gone to rest maybe i don't know some say the five to six thousand buried that's a lot buried there on mm. the site are still making their presence known yeah so this is on Elder Street in Houston, Texas. Ooh, it's a nice looking building. It is. It's a very beautiful. I mean, it's that old kind of gothic type of style. The Spanish gothic kind of mix. Yeah. So it's very beautiful. Um, yeah. You know, very, very beautiful building. But, you know, again, you know, haunted, supposedly go take a look. Oh, yeah. here's one of a place that we've been to, Carlo. Mm hmm. That is also a haunted place here in Houston, downtown Houston, also not far from the Rice Loft or from the Spaghetti mm -hmm. Warehouse. Actually, just like a block over from Spaghetti Warehouse, I think. Um, it is a bar called La Croft. And La Croft. La Croft. La Croft. That, the carafe, like a carafe of coffee. Carafe. A little carafe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, carafe. It's, um, we also say Kirkendall. Kirkendall. That's how we say it. That's how yes, it's going to be said. I guess <laughs> that is true enough here in Umble. <laughs> so uh, down there, what it is, it's a little bar. It's a nice bar. It's it's a very, very old, old bar. And it is yeah. considered to be one of the oldest buildings in Houston. And this is how old it was. Uh, and this is why they say there's a lot of different spirits that kind of float around that bar. But it used to be the and this is no joke i'm not saying this to be a jerk or anything this is just true it's part of history so the building in which this bar is inside of used to be where the the bayou runs not far from it and back then that's how you would get cattle and cotton and also because this is the south they also transported slaves there and the slaves would be brought into that building and that's where they were sold and auctioned out of and of course there's obviously going to be a lot of mistreatment and people have died under those conditions so they say this is partly why there are so many um hauntings there too there are other stories that go along with this um people say that they hear footsteps glass breaking uh the sound of heavy objects moving across the vacant second floor uh and cold spots um in the restroom although that could be a whole other reason why you have a cold spot in the restroom <laughs> mm. uh, you, you know they have this thing, um, the figure of a large African-American man resembling Carl. I'm not sure who Carl is, has been spotted standing in the second floor window. Uh, it's a, apparently a former bartender. Oh, okay. That yeah. could very well be it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's an interesting spot to go to. That's off of Congress Street, which is just a hop, skip, and a jump away from the Spaghetti Warehouse site if you want to check out that kind of haunted tour. So definitely check that out should you want to. But see, I think most of these are just like the hospital. Like they're easy to start a legend from, you know. Yeah. Um, I do like, I like La Carafe being there because uh, it's, it does feel like, I mean, if we're talking about ghosts, we're haunted too. Yeah. And La Carafe isn't like, it's not a ghost bar where people go to see ghosts. It's a bar. Yeah. Um, where apparently they're, eh, sometimes it's a ghost. 
eh, I kind of like that it's not, it's not a, uh, it doesn't feel like a gimmick. Uh, it's not doomed to it by being a closed hospital, of course. Any, any hospital closes, everyone's going to assume that, you know, oh yeah, there's a ghost there. Like, like a theater closing down, of course it has a ghost. But with it being a bar that doesn't try to make money, like if you go to any bar in New Orleans, they'll tell you every single one is, has vampires and is haunted. Every single one. But I like that in Houston, we have one that's like, yeah, there's a ghost here, but that's not important. It's no. Carl, used to work here. Guess he still does, whatever. You know, <laughs> give him a good tip on the way out type of thing. Yep. He Whoa. haunts you if you don't tip him. Uh, but across from that, and also uh, not far from, from this spot, is Carlo, a place that we used to frequent quite a bit. And this is a little yeah. bit more of a more modern type of legend here but the alley theater the tony award-winning alley theater in houston texas um had a murder there in january of 1982 um a managing director by the name of iris schiff sniff s-i-f-f i I want to make sure i get that right because they are deceased and you know uh but iris was murdered there and apparently she was working on some government grants and then um, a former security guard by the name of Clifford Phillips robbed, then strangled her with a telephone cord. um, With a telephone cord. And then it says that her spirit is said to still linger in the building. So uh, the alley theater is absolutely gorgeous. Like if you pass it, it looks like an old castle it's just spectacular um you definitely need to check that out but they they say it's haunted because of her ghost there but you know who knows (laughs) that's actually a new legend for me i had not heard about the alley being haunted have you ever heard that carlo no and um i feel like that would have come up but how often i've been there how many times i've been like in the back offices and things and how many people i've known that have worked there yeah, no, absolutely. Like I, we spent so much time watching shows there that you would have thought that we would have heard something about this, but we never have. So mm-hmm. it's just been very interesting. But then again, it's also dealing with a murder that took place there, so that could very well be had a lot to do with it too. Maybe that's not something they want to exactly reference. <laughs> or not. It's only thirty years. It is very likely that there are people that have that met that uh, at, at one time met or even worked with Iris. Exactly. It's only, been, it's only been like 40 years. Yeah, so. exactly. So, I mean, there's probably still people there who remember her. Um, but here's one that you were talking about earlier. So, I'll just let you take this one. But uh, down yeah. in Galveston, Texas. Um, Great place for ghosts. All, like, like you mentioned, that they have uh, a fantastic uh, business with people uh, that will lead you on a, mm-hmm. uh, a part pub crawl, part ghost tour where they'll walk around, they'll tell you some of the history and some of the sites and, and give you a little idea of where to look to find those those hauntings um uh, a woman that I, that has that leads out one of those tours i met her for cocktails at the hotel galvez uh, which uh the hotel galvez is this beautiful opulent uh old like a kind of old style uh hotel with like uh, a beautiful little bar inside and supposedly among others there is a lovelorn lady a woman who's who uh found out uh Found out that her husband had uh, her just just getting married. He he died, and she didn't know how to deal with this, so she went back up to her room five oh five 
and hung herself. And she can still be seen occasionally wandering the halls or causing havoc on the fifth floor. Um, they say you can even sometimes see her body uh, hanging from the window, or you can see her up there at the window staring out. Uh, you'll hear, you'll get um, um, sinks turning themselves on, sounds of like toilets flushing, doors moving, and all throughout the building. I found that they had a lovely bar. Uh, <laughs> my, my guest had, I think, a, uh, uh, got himself a, a bee's knees cocktail. Uh, I had a whiskey on the rocks, and we had a lovely steak dinner. But <laughs> she told me about it. We didn't see anything. We, were in, we didn't go up to the fifth floor or anything, but it is a beautiful walk, and it is a very, very nice hotel with an excellent bar and cute little restaurant inside. Definitely worth a visit in and of itself. I don't know if you can request the fifth floor. I don't know. Maybe you can and uh, see if you can go and meet uh, the lovelorn lady yourself. Yes. Now, Galveston is a hotbed of activity for uh, ghosts and ghost stories. It's <clears throat> a fascinating yes. place because also um, not only is that a fascinating place, the Hotel Galvez, but also they that is where the Texas Ghost Tour is. So that is one of these wonderful places where they take you all around Galveston and they give you this fascinating ghost tour type of thing. And, and the reason that Galveston is also a fascinating hub for this is because a lot of people forget one, the, the first major um, natural disasters. Of course, there's always natural disasters, but one of the first ones that was ever captured on film by Tom. Before and they were really event. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> b before they're an everyday thing. Yeah. Um, Thomas Edison filmed this. It's a historical thing, but it was the hurricane of was it eighteen twelve or nineteen? I don't know the year. I can't remember. But it was this massive hurricane that came in. No one was prepared for it. it slaughtered and killed millions. Like there were so many bodies, they had just had to start group burning the bodies. It was yeah. that many people died on the island, and uh, so there's a and. and it's a little like a beach bum paradise now, but at the time, it was a second Vegas. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, it was yeah. huge. It had, a, it had a red light district and everything. Mm -hmm. They even said Al Capone and a gangster from some other place here, obviously here in, in Texas, had a uh, shootout there. Of course, the mm -hmm. Texans won, obviously, uh, but that uh, <laughs> we always bring more guns. Capone himself <laughs> actually uh, retreated. And then they, they went back to Chicago and never made their way back to try yeah. to take over the, uh, the, the mafia of the, the mafia of the South. Yeah, basically. That was their crown jewel until mm -hmm. uh, the hurricane almost scrubbed the entire town. Well, the hurricane came before that, but like it was, it was, oh, no, it was I was saying, but like it, it never fully recovered and uh, oh, it, yeah. it fully recovered. It's, it's a town now, but it never went back to being that, that Vegas of the South thing. Mm hmm. Um, um but it's it's a fascinating thing they give you all these wonderful uh tours okay so it is the galveston hurricane of 1900 is what it's uh called and it's one of the deadliest on record uh it was just something that that kind of happened and not that kind of happened it did happen but like let's see it according to this it had destroyed over 3,600 buildings, uh, mm -hmm. the wind surpassing 135 miles per hour, Carlo. <laughs> um, an estimated death toll of 6,000 to 12,000 people. 
had died in this. And I was like, wow, it was just ridiculous. But a lot of people died. And like I said, back then, 1900s, they didn't have the facilities like we do now. So they had to do mass burnings in order to, you know, get rid of the bodies. Because if not, then once that shit decomposed down here in the Texas heat, you're going to have a whole other disease wave coming at you too. So that was a really big deal. And that's also why they say Galveston is so haunted. There are a lot of different um, places too. They have this one interesting uh, house and they say it's possessed. It's demonically possessed. And uh, a lot of satanic rituals still go on to this day. They're like people break in to do these rituals type of thing. And it's there along the, uh, in the neighborhoods, they, they haven't been able to destroy it or demolish it, but it, there's, there's so many fascinating stories. I remember being on the tour and they said like when it was first built, cause it was built in the 1900s and one of the few houses that survived, but there's this little boy on the second floor and he jumped out the fucking second floor window. And when his parents and everyone else were, what the fuck is wrong with you? And why'd you do that? And, you know, almost died. He said there was something there that was trying to kill him, but it wasn't like another person. He kept claiming it was some type of demon demonic thing Mm -hmm. and apparently whenever this house changes owners they've had these type of issues so eventually they couldn't sell it anymore and it's abandoned and um because they say that it had some type of connection with satanic rituals and these demons that it is just a hotbed of activity for demons and then also a hotbed of activity for uh, people who break in to try to do satanic rituals in there as well now here's something fascinating too that they've kind of led a connection to uh, there was a parent, and I forget the man's name. It's really in, not that big of a deal that I remember it. Okay. <laughs> but well, the, the first man to bring Satanism into Texas mm. and, and establish it, you know, help establish it as, as an official religion, uh, went through Galveston. had a home there and there is a grave over there with it's his grave and it has apparently satanic stuff uh but it is in link to that house so is it is it the like the people like the 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 the, i don't know which one is there's one that's like no we pray to a literal satan who will who will give us powers and the no we're saying we're calling we're saying satan but we actually are completely atheistic and just want to make a, uh, a, a make a nonprofit that uh, does a lot of good and pay taxes. No, no, he he is the like the actual one who brought in the the satanic religion. So like, okay, yeah, not 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 the not the religious not the atheist one. The the he, he okay. was actually part of yeah. the 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 Church of Satan, and he was the first one to bring Satanism into as a religion into. Yeah. And for those of you who are like, oh my god, that's not religion. It actually is. <laughs> So I'm not I'm not here to defend it or anything. I'm just saying it's a legit religion. You know, there there's it's you know no joke. It's a legit religion for those who don't know that. But he was the first to bring it in to Texas, and he did that via Galveston and throughout sure. Galveston. And there's a, some type of link between this demonic house and and in him type of thing. If I could remember what it was, but there also there's other fascinating places too where uh, Mr. Dirks <laughs> there. Uh, that serial killer <laughs> out in Los Angeles, uh, he, when he was on the run, 
he was that millionaire who was on the run who had killed uh, a few women he hid out in uh galveston dressed as a woman in one of these houses yeah no joke um, <laughs> allegedly he may have murdered someone they haven't been able to prove that it was him but um had decapitated the neighbor who may have id'd him but they don't Ooh. have the exact evidence saying that hey he was the man who did decapitate this person right <laughs> um they found the body though they're still looking for the head <laughs> which is pretty messed up so mm. yeah that's we have our share of serial killers here too actually we have a lot of serial killers down in yeah. texas it's not maybe you shouldn't visit texas <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> but that's one of the many that's one of the many fascinating things that you'll get on this texas ghost tour if you go on the texas ghost tour yeah. i did it again Highly recommend. Yeah, yeah hi I highly recommend. I did it for my sister's birthday. Clearly, my sister has a thing for this. But, you know, I did it for my sister's birthday. And it was actually a lot of fun. Nothing spooky, but it, it was super fun. And But yeah. it is a walk. It is historical. They're not trying to, like, yeah. give you the, the willies. It's a historical walk. But it's so very, it's a fascinating. Yeah. And let me tell you, if you do it, please do not wear comfortable shoes. You're going to walk. You are going to yeah, walk. Yeah, it's a walking tour, people. Yeah, so I don't understand. I see someone who's like... I, I get the golf life. I appreciate it, but get some insoles for those massive chunky uh, boots or something. Yeah, or the heels, the stilettos that you thought was, hey, this is oh, a yeah. good idea, yeah, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's like part pub crawl. So I'm going to be dressed like for the yeah. club. No one's exactly. a club. No. There's no clubbing here. Don't wear those clues. Don't wear those shoes. It's a fucking ghost tour. Why would you do that? Uh, I recommend mosquito repellent because you are walking outside. And maybe you just take a little spare flashlight with you because you are walking at night in the dark. So uh, even though you're with a group, it's just safe to do that. So anyway, that's my little rant on that. So yeah, Carlo, do you have any other little ghost stories you might want to share with our audience? I will. Uh, I have a couple of little bitty snippets that I found. I found um, I found a, a a cute little list of ten. I can go through all of them, but there's a few on um, uh, Wide Open Country, uh, the website. I don't know how cool it is, but I do like some of the little web-ups they have. One is the Arlington Screaming Bridge, which is just a cool name. Uh, apparently, in February of 1961, a car full of teenage girls leaving a movie plunged off a burnt-out bridge in Arlington. Uh, created an urban legend involving a fiery crash between car two cars, which is a le legend. Didn't happen. But it's said that if you stand on the bridge at night, you will hear the tormented screams of the teenagers as they died. However, it is locked off. The there are no longer re uh, any roads leading to it, so you do have to go to a nearby park and kind of walk up to it. Hmm. So, yeah. You uh, know what? You said hmm? that was a cool name for a bridge, right? I, I bet you have a really cool name for you that a lot of people don't know about it. Mm -hmm. so if you're driving down from uh, Houston, driving up from Houston to San Antonio, uh, there is a creek and a bridge there, and it's called Woman Hollering Creek. Yep. <laughs> Probably trying to call her husband, but... <laughs> <laughs> But Woman Hollering Creek and uh, our other fascinating uh, city, small town, itty bitty. Uh, there is a such thing as cut and shoot Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, sorry, what do you have another one that might be uh, another cute one I found here was uh, the ghostly nurse of Bexar County Hospital. 
Oh, the legend. We just mm-hmm. did a, a thing on Bexar County Hospital. That was the mm-hmm. uh, Janine Jones. Exactly. That's yeah. why it's kind of cool. I found like because they had a, an angel of death there, but um, according to legend, a murderous apparition went from room to room at the old Bexar County Hospital, killing patients in order of their room number. In one particular ward that seemed to be the hotspot, patients kept asking about the nurse in the old-fashioned uniform. Bewildered hospital staff checked the security monitors and would notice patients behaving strangely, seemingly speaking to someone who wasn't there, or grasping for something when nothing was in front of them. The staff became more suspicious when the patients started dying in room number. So it was like room 1502, then 1503, 1504. Uh, The rooms ended when the next room in the sequence was vacant. That that's very OCD of this ghost. Yeah, you need to die. Get in line. Yes, You're gonna but, die. No, and that's what's kind of cool because system here. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, before the one, infant players named Jones. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is kind of weird. A little bit OCD there. Like we're going from rooms one through four. We're not doing this four through one. There's no like even odd number. We're just one through four. Yeah, we're yep. killing everyone. And it was just like it finally one of the rooms was vacant, so it ended. <laughs> okay, <laughs> work is done. Okay. I, I can appreciate a ghost that takes their job seriously. Right. Well, so we it, this is as straight of a line as we can go. There's a gap <laughs> here. Just no, we can't. I can't. I can't. Exactly. Like, can you imagine? Like, if you spill, like, oh, do you remember that legend? Me and you did this a long, long time ago when we were mm-hmm. watching. Um, we we're watching the. That wasn't me. That was my dog, by the way. Uh, <laughs> we were watching. Uh, we did Satanic Rites of Dracula, and then we had watched this other really weird documentary on vampires that made no goddamn sense whatsoever. Uh, it was hosted by Christopher Lee. Do you remember, Do you remember it? Uh, it was the one where, like, it, it, we couldn't figure out rhyme or reason where this legend came from. But, like, it's it's like, you don't think of having a writer mm-hmm. on a yeah, documentary. Was, just like <laughs> there are many legends to vampires. Sometimes they would paint eyes on a dog. That's the one. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? no context. Who would do that? But, and then like, you would kind of like have to read, like they didn't put enough sense to go like, in order to uh, uh, one, like some villages would paint eyes on extra eyes on their dogs to scare pe- to scare off vampires. But they didn't give you the context that villages did this to scare vampires. Mm-hmm. So the implication was sometimes Dracula would paint eyes on a dog to fuck with people. Like, <laughs> just like, you're not clear. You don't have no, a good writer for this. It was disgustingly confusing. And I was like, yeah. why? Again, I'm sorry. Why are we painting eyes on? Don't they already fucking have eyes? Is there a Generally, reason yeah. we're giving it a second set? Like, it made no sense whatsoever. But it reminded me, the story that you're telling, the whole OCD yeah. thing, was that in that video, that stupid video that we're watching, which was beautifully narrated by Christopher Lee, although I yeah. don't think he really read the script. Uh, he was just reading it, and they painted eyes on the top of dog. He never at one point said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I think this is all inaccurate. Like, I don't know. It's just, I'm rolling with it. You're paying. <laughs> so, but, like, there is a part where he's talking about, in order to to throw a vampire off of your trail, take seeds or pebbles or rocks and throw oh, nice. because yeah. they're OCD and they have to pick up every fucking one of them. I was like, what? Yep. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think we stopped the video so I could explain. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that in some in in stop. some we uh, myth- mythologies about vampires. I was like, <laughs> this is why in some mythologies of vampires, 
they if if you throw a bunch of mini, uh, uh, spazoons, they have to know the actual number, so they have to stop and count each one as part of their like curse. They have to know how many how many grains of rice you've thrown. So and it, this is still in uh, I think some Chinese mythology for a type of vampire. You throw rice, and they're like, ah, shit, I gotta count all this now. <laughs> no, damn it. Getting away, fuck! I but I gotta count this rice. It's like, one, one, two. two. I'm gonna get you three. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get you real good. Make me count off five, six. <laughs> I'm gonna come get you right now. Damn it! I lost count. What? I'm, damn it! One, two, <laughs> three. Yep. Like, yeah, I mean, you might as well just fucking glue them there until daylight i just was not <laughs> i was totally lost on that i'm like where the hell is this coming from <laughs> but you know that's just another fascinating yeah. little uh tidbit that we've discovered in our in our adventures of entertainment here yeah. <laughs> carlo you got one more do we want i to have a game i i have a little game today Ooh. uh i found something from the um Am I the asshole subreddit? Oh. If we're up for a little game of we'll be the asshole. Which we are, but we will. Which we are. <laughs> I have um, the today's question from Am I the Asshole. Am I the asshole for not believing in ghosts? Hmm. That's okay. That's interesting. If you type in Am I the Asshole Reddit and you search for ghosts, it is 100%. Is it okay that I ghosted this guy? He robbed me stole my car and beat up my dad or should i ghost him like it's always the same fucking question the <laughs> only find that actually involved ghosts of any kind and it's about skepticism uh, or a form of what i call skepticism uh so today the question is am i the asshole for not believing in ghosts my best friend a 25 year old female asked me if i a 27 year old female believed in ghosts I said no, because I don't, never have, probably never will. She, sh she said she believed in them because she had seen one. When she was in high school, her and her sister were alone one night at home in a remote area. They heard a voice speaking to them that they couldn't quite tell what it was saying, but the voice sounded like it was their uncle who had recently passed away. So both girls were, were and still are completely certain that their uncle visited them as a ghost. So then my friend asks, now do you believe in ghosts? So I said no, and that her story didn't change my mind. She tried to argue about it with me, about how she knows what she heard, and therefore there must be ghosts. I presented a couple of possible explanations. Wind, TV, radio, or phone, someone playing a prank. But she didn't want to hear it. I basically said we should agree to disagree and just try to change the subject. Then she proceeded to get pissed. How dare I accuse her of lying? How dare I be so closed-minded? How dare I not trust her judgment? She didn't talk to me for three months, then eventually we became friends again, though things fizzled out soon after. I was truly devastated. Fast forward 10 years. My mother-in-law, a six-year-old female, asked me if I believe in ghosts. I said no because I don't, never have, probably never will. This ruffled her feathers a little bit because I think she was hoping I am, I am a believer, or maybe that her belief in ghosts would have swayed me. She constantly talks about her long-lost mothers watching over her as a ghost, and how her mother, the ghost, moves things around her house and speaks to her in dreams. She wants my validation and wants me to believe her. This feels like deja vu, and I foresee my mother-in-law's feelings being hurt for the exact same reasons that my friends were. I'm certainly not going to go out of my way, but when she escalates it, which she absolutely will, my husband also knows this is coming, I want to stay on my ground. I will never believe in ghosts unless I experience something firsthand that makes me change my mind, and I plan to tell her that. 
I don't want to have to pretend like ghosts exist just to keep the peace. Ghosts be damned. Before it happens again, I need to know, am I the asshole for not believing in ghosts? Hmm. Um, if I had to make a ruling and just then just based on this and just in sure. general, I'm going to have to say, no, you're not an asshole for not believing. Ghosts. That, that, it's almost sure. the equivalent of saying, hey, uh, if you don't believe in the same things that I believe in, then you're an asshole. And don't get me wrong. There are a lot of people out there who are like that. And, yeah. and you know, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I really hate that. You know, uh, if you wanted to put like a religious spin on it, I really hate it. Like when people discover that I'm Catholic and then they're like, and they're some type of Bible thumping Protestant and they're like, oh my God, you're going to burn in hell because you're, you're the wrong pap- one. You're, you're the wrong kind damn, of thing. You're a damn papist and you worship false idols and you're a hypocrite. I'm like, well, there's always room for one more if you want to. <laughs> you know uh but like i i don't i don't like that so even like it's something no. like this where it's ghost or like even and i'm not trying to say religion in this or on the same level but like the, the but there's concept, a similarity there yeah the, the the concept of belief like if you mm-hmm. want to believe in it hey fine not really if you believe there's ghosts then there's ghosts if you believe there's aliens then there's aliens if you believe that bigfoot is living under your basement and comes up and steals your cookies stop it bigfoot uh, you know uh yeah, knock yourself. I like cookies off. I'm not. I, I apologize I for nothing. Love, I like love cookies, <laughs> but stop taking my damn cookies, uh, Brutus. <laughs> but you know, it, it's one of those. It's one of those things where, like, no, you're not an asshole for not believing it. You know, I get people want you to believe in it. They want to feel good yeah. about what they're trying to do or what they believe in or their experience. But their experience and what they do and what they believe in are not the same as yours. And should you shouldn't be forced to feel like, oh my god, yeah, I gotta do this. I was like, no, no, you really don't. So, hmm. no, I don't. I don't feel there's an issue. I, I I get that there's a little bit of complication when it comes to family, like it's your in laws. Yeah. Um, and sometimes on that you just gotta bite the bullet and maybe lie, like, oh, you know, yeah, sure, that happens to me all the time, you know. Uh, but. I, I don't I don't know. But yeah. that that's just if you gotta save face and prevent an issue. Yeah, you mean like let it go, just let him fucking whatever. Uh, you so, know, that way your husband doesn't come home and yell at you for like why'd you why'd you make my mama cry? You know, whatever yeah. it is that they are. I don't have those issues, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh but that's that's just me. I don't think she's an asshole for it. Um you know, she has her beliefs. That's fine. I don't. I don't inflict my beliefs of anything on anyone. Now, if you ask me, Richard, do you believe in ghosts? I'd be like, no, I really don't. But then I kind of have a contradiction on yeah. my hands because I don't really believe. What about the Holy Ghost? Huh? The Holy Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you one. <laughs> you know that that's actually a good argument. I did that. Wasn't where I was going with it. But thank you. That is a good <laughs> argument. Um. So I don't really believe in ghosts, but the truth is, as a Catholic and as a very, very devout Catholic and a man who has seen a lot of shit in his life, you know, I totally believe in the concept and of demonic possessions. So yeah. how can I say, hey, you believe in this, but you don't believe in that? You know, I, I, okay, so in all honesty, if we're comparing like the ghost story shit, you know, like, oh, there's this hospital, 5,000 people died here. It's so haunted. Yeah, come on. 
You know, <laughs> I, I get I get you want to believe in that shit, but you know, but when you see a grown man spin his head and start crawling upside down on a wall, you know that that's a little bit more like, oh, that's 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 not good. Yeah, that's know? harder to explain in the moment. You're, sure, you're like um. We need to call somebody, and I'm thinking a doctor is not the person to call in this situation. <laughs> you know, uh, that, that's just that's different. You know, that's totally different to me. But like, if a ghost appeared to me as, "Hey, how are you doing?" <laughs> right. You know, I uh, loved your podcast, by the way. <laughs> then yeah, I'd be like, "Holy shit, thank you!" And I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, you, uh, they can't count your numbers for listening, so I don't care if you. Yeah, I was like, you know, like you're not part of my demographic, but thank you, <laughs> Carlo. Are they part of our demographic here? Like, not really. Like, uh, uh, I don't think we get points for that. So there's, there's not a ghost section in our demographic. No. You know? <laughs> Nope. And it's pretty inclusive. Our demographic mappings are pretty damn inclusive. Yeah, they go specific. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, and, and ghosts just aren't one. I'm sorry, but I appreciate you voting for me. <laughs> I, I think um, a, a, a very useful word they, they used in my mind was the word validation. Mm-hmm. Because kind of the worst, weakest form of, of faith or belief mm-hmm. are the people that can't, that de- they don't have it in a vacuum. They, they have to have it in like, we all agree that this teddy bear I have is the one true God, right? Who disagrees? You have to leave because they can't accept <laughs> someone going like, oh, I don't, I disagree. You can't win this argument. You can't yes. prove totally right unless your teddy bear stomps forward, I am the true God, and unmakes somebody. Until that happens in front of those people in that room, nothing is, it's not true. It's not fact. It's oh, wait a minute. What, what if it's a Teddy Ruxpin? <laughs> yeah, and when Teddy Bruxman does that, you're my head, best friend. Except this motherfucker, and yeah, and then he takes someone out. Then you can go. All right, let's play to Teddy Ruxman. Yeah. You, you cannot hold it as like you're not allowed to question or even not even question because this person isn't coming to them. No, in both of these scenarios, true. someone goes on. I believe, so you have to, or you don't like, or you don't love me, you don't care about me. I have to remove you from my life if you don't believe what I believe, because then I have to question it. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, okay, your faith ain't your belief ain't that strong. You're just a dick. So yeah, for you're me, being asked to me right. That now, person's yeah. like the, the friend and the mother in law, they're assholes. Mm-hmm. If they're gonna make it that you're you're not believing me, like the, the accusation of you called me a liar. No, she didn't. It's like it's like, do you believe now? I one time heard something. I've heard a lot of things. I've seen really fucked up things. I should be in therapy because I'm pretty sure I have hallucinations. I should, I, there's a good, because like, I've have, I've, I've suffered from oral and visual hallucinations because I've never slept well in my entire life. I, don't, I, I, I can nap so I have enough to stay awake, but I don't usually get like four to six hours of sleep a night. I just right. don't. So I have a tendency to hallucinate. I call it a hallucination because I've heard things. Mm. Um, I've had a conversation, what I felt was a conversation, but it could have been just a waking dream. It's like, well, you were kind of mumbling your eyes are open. Yeah, that happens. That happens yeah, to me. You know, it wasn't necessarily a ghost. There are things that happened to me that I would rather believe was a ghost than my brain just malfunctioning. But it might have just been my brain malfunctioning. Or it could have been a ghost. That'd be nice. But <laughs> when I tell you what it has to be so, and you're not allowed to question that, mm-hmm. or not just you're not allowed to even just disagree. You're not arguing with me. You're not chasing me down to tell me that my belief is bad or wrong. Mm-hmm. That's not what this person is doing. No. But that is absolutely 
what the the I think the villains in the story. So I would say the the woman telling the story, she is not the asshole. But her friend is a complete asshole. Oh yeah. And I hope her mother in law is better than that. I hope she is. Although there's a good chance she's not. I do believe if someone's like in this scenario, like, well, I, I speak to my the ghost of my mother all the time. Like, don't go like, no, you don't. That gives her comfort in the dark. That makes yeah. her life easier to handle. That if if that's just her way of like self-reflecting or coping, it could be a coping mechanism. It could be too. absolutely. Let, let, it, let it let her happen. Yeah, let her ride. Go for it because she's not saying you have to do it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as her dead mother says what you need to do, that's when you need to put a kibosh on that shit. That's yeah. where it's like, no, that's the person being an asshole. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that is what I, I stand. So I'm a little, I'm actually going to be mean on you and say like the other people in the story are the assholes. Oh yeah, the writer, the poster is not the asshole. I, um, I have I have scoured. Uh, this is almost unanimous online. Everyone agree, agrees, not the asshole. Excellent. Of course, you're not. However, you might consider your wording and tone when talking to people that do believe. Like you said, you can be nice about it, kind of be like sweet and cuddly, like not go like that's all horseshit. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, not the asshole. Don't, uh, don't not changing your belief system on a dime because of someone telling you something uh-huh. will never make you the asshole. Right. Don't yeah. take the Vada approach to explaining things to people. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know, that's not that's not the cool way to do it. <laughs> yeah. And that's I don't think that's the I don't think that's the fun way to approach. Again, we're not not talking about faith, but just in, with ghosts, since that is our today's today's topic. That's the more fun way to approach it. Like, I've gone into haunted places and I let the creep get to me, let it get spooky. I don't expect to see a ghost. I don't think a, uh, a demon is going to like possess my body. Um, but it's more interesting. Life is more interesting, if nothing else, for the little like a little garlic and paprika, a little spice of going to these haunted places. And hey, I'd be down for being wrong. I'm cool yeah, with that. You know, I, I'd I, be cool I, with that. I love doing this stuff. Like I said, yeah, yeah, I've done it quite a few times. I did it like in New Orleans. I did it down in uh, Galveston when we went mm-hmm. over to San Antonio. Uh, I've you know when we were in scotland i did the city of the dead tour there um because you know scotland like had a massive when the plague first comes to europe like so many people fucking died there and like Mm -hmm. it's just filled of just history and a lot of deaths and it's absolutely fascinating so i love doing stuff like that i think it's fun it's interesting and you know i don't put a whole lot of you know faith into it that you know some demon or ghost is going to be like again hey love the vcr show is carlo <laughs> here too with you can we get that autograph <laughs> love to get all up inside of him they're just like oh my god i'd love to possess you for a moment see what's going on in y'all's brains <laughs> like, oh, oh, why do, oh my my joints are so oh my god yeah don't go in there like yeah <laughs> don't no, bed. don't like oh god my blood pressure is just through the <laughs> roof right now oh, that's you why you self-medicate yeah. yeah i was like constantly so you know but thank you thank you again not part of our demographics but thank yeah. you yeah. we appreciate that you know we're, we're all about the living impaired we don't discriminate on the show no. No. <laughs> but you know it's 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 fascinating it's something fun to do so i mean for those of you who are fascinated by it and want to do it, I absolutely sure. And if you're down here in Texas, you should probably try one of those adventurous spots, like either in Houston or Galveston yeah. or in San Antonio. There are millions of other spots in Texas that you can go to that are haunted. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, th- those are just in our little triangle that we kind of frequent and that we know about because we're down here in Houston. 
in a lot of these spots we've been to. And we learned something. Like, we didn't even know that the alley allegedly had a ghost in it. Yeah. Um, very and if you'd rather if you'd rather live vicariously feel free to uh share the show with other people so we can mm -hmm. make enough money on it uh, and we will go to new orleans and go to, on a ghost tour damn right we'll video hey, it too yeah and we'll, we'll video it yeah, we'll yeah yeah we'll go we'll, we'll go we'll interview interview ghosts whatever we gotta do exactly. you let us know <laughs> we'll, we'll dig up a grave we'll be like hey look at this yeah. <laughs> So we'll do all that fun stuff. So definitely come in, sponsor us, throw us that go fund you money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, we're looking to retire too. So if you want throw a little extra, you know, <laughs> but you know, come out and do it. But also if you have a ghost story that you'd like to share with us, or maybe you have a particular haunt that you really enjoy every year or just every now and then let us know, Carlo, how can they let us know about these fabulous haunts? You can reach us at the VCR show on both uh, Twitter and Instagram. And you can email us those fascinating ghost stories to the VCR show at gmail.com. And if we get enough good ones, I'll share my own ghost story. Yes. The only I, one that made, that made me stop and question, maybe this is real. Yep. I, I can share a few good ghost stories too. And I think we should actually get someone on the show who's done some ghost tours. That would be lovely. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a good idea. Definitely let us uh, let us know if you're maybe a ghost tour uh, individual and you want to talk to us on the show. We'd love to have you on the show. But until next time, I am Vada. I was Carlo, and we haunt your ears. <laughs> oh, ears. He said ears. Ears. Yeah. Ears. ears. Yes. Make sure you got that. <laughs> Here on the VCR show. Bye bye. Boo -boo. <laughs> Those would be ghost noises too, but it's just Amara yeah. snoring in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Need some sweet treats for your next big event? Or maybe you just have a sweet tooth? Check out Skippity Cakes. That's Skippity Cakes. S K I P P I T Y C A K E S dot com. Check them out for all of your sweet treat needs. Things such as cakes, cupcakes, and cake pops. Also, check them out for their varieties of face masks, t shirts, and coffee mugs. You can also contact them at 281 221 9703. That's 281-221-9703. Again, that's Skippity Cakes. Say hi to our friend Rosie for us. Need a clean space? Call A Clean Space for You and Multi-Services and ask for our friend Rachel. They can be contacted at 832-297-1704 or you can email them at you at gmail.com. You've been listening to VCR. Creative content by Richard Christopher Vada and Carlo Manuel Magana. The logo created by Richard Christopher Vada with assistance from Annie Ramirez. The theme song is The Messenger by Silent Partner and can be found on YouTube Music Library. You can follow us on our social media platforms such as Twitter and Instagram at The VCR Show. You can also email us your thoughts, comments, and concerns to thevcrshow at gmail.com.